0: Unmuted. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of our Labs Open Office Hour Uh, this week. Another special, uh, kind of special, everybody together, our Labs lads over there, uh, are all joining us today to talk about um, the RTX 3070, the latest NVIDIA launch. Um, They're, I suppose lower end graphics card so this would be pretty cool i like um i like getting
1: to see everybody all together at once this is fun (laughs) yeah when nvidia does these rolling launches where it's like one every two weeks it's like yeah we get to see everyone yeah constantly
0: (laughs) right on so um i guess we'll start off uh with matt uh we'll go ahead and just oh sure We'll make you Just big for right time. into it. This is fun because we're trying a new software too, so we get to try all kinds of cool little mix and mix and match stuff. So we'll make you real big, real fast, and then we'll and then we'll share your screen. So whoo,
1: there we go. Uh, cool. Now I'm all big. Well, yeah. I guess I can give myself an intro. Uh, so yeah. I handle um, most of like the video and photo side of things. So think like the the Adobe suite and applications that are kind of like it. So video, photo. Um, Motion graphics, VFX starts to get crossover into some of Kelly's stuff, but uh, yeah. All right.
0: And so are you ready to show off your... Yeah,
1: go ahead and uh, show the screen. I'll I'll just go through uh, my articles. Uh, So a lot of the Adobe apps um, have GPU acceleration, but many of them, like it's not... A big deal yet, or it's uh, used in ways that uh, are really hard for us to benchmark. Uh, so things like mouse lag, like when you have a brush in After or in Lightroom and you're moving it around, yeah, that should be better with a higher end GPU. But it's almost impossible for us to benchmark. So some of this stuff is. Um, it can be more significant in the real world than it shows in these charts. But uh, starting off with Lightroom Classic, uh, it's really not a big deal to have a super powerful video card. Uh, In fact, you can see the blue bar there is actually just using Intel onboard graphics, and it's about the same as as everything else. For whatever reason, AMD GPUs are a little bit lower than even not using GPU acceleration, so there's a little bit of oddness there. But as far as the new... Yeah, but as far as the new RTX uh, video cards go, eh, they're all pretty much about the same. So really what to take away from this is that for Lightroom, don't worry about your video card all that much right now. Um, It should become more significant in the future, uh, but for now, focus on your CPU, RAM, uh, storage especially is a big deal with photography and uh, leave the GPU as like a, a secondary concern or something that you worry about from the other applications you use, like I mean, maybe you also work in Premiere Pro. Maybe you are a photo and a video editor. And then you'd want to um, maybe get a bigger video card for those other applications.
0: I'm curious myself. What mm-hmm. uh, what sort of things in Lightroom um, are are taking advantage of the GPU?
1: Yeah, that's a tough one because they they don't talk about it all that much rather than broad terms. Um, uh, brush lag, like I was mentioning before, uh, slider performance. So, like, if you're adjusting the exposure, um, just, like, moving the slider, I believe, is GPU accelerated. Um, I believe the GPU is now being used also for the camera raw stuff, so actually processing raw uh, photos into You know something you can actually see on the screen. I believe that is using the GPU too now, just like uh, Photoshop uses it. So again, there there are places there and it should make a bigger difference than what we're showing in this chart. But um, it's just, those things are, uh, most of them are almost impossible to benchmark. So this is actually the first time that we've done GPU testing for Lightroom Classic in a very, very long time. And partially it was, I wonder if there's a big difference now. And the answer is... And for what we're testing, no. So probably even when like uh, AMD launches their new video card in whatever whenever it is, November, uh, we probably won't even include Lightroom Classic just because it's such a small part of everything else.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: So what do you got next? Yeah, so... So In Photoshop, it's kind of similar to how performance is in in applications like Lightroom Classic, where it doesn't really make a big deal. Uh, The biggest thing to take out of the testing that we do for Photoshop for GPUs is that having a GPU makes a much bigger difference. So uh, the blue bar there at the bottom is just with onboard graphics. And you can see it's a big jump in performance by having a video card, but it's really not a big deal once you... You know, have a card. Um, you'll see even there, and there like the 1080 Ti from two kind of two and a half generations back, depending on what you treat the super cards as, um, is kind of the same. Um, technically, in our benchmark, it scored 0.5 points higher than the 3070, but that's that's margin of error. Pretty much every single NVIDIA card performs within the margin of error. So if I was to run this benchmark again, you know, or five times each time, the order of everything would just shift around because it's all basically the same thing. So, not a big deal in Photoshop.
0: OK. Uh,
1: next one, I've got you. Then it starts to get a little bit more interesting. Um, in After Effects, the GPU is becoming more and more important um, over time. They've been adding more GPU accelerated effects. Uh, GPU decoding should be coming up in one of the future versions of After Effects, just like it was added into Premiere Pro. And so you get more bang for your buck <laughs> kind of out of GPUs in After Effects. It makes a bigger impact on your workflows. And as you can see here, like the 3070 outperforms everything. Um, that was available before these new 3000 series cards. So it outperforms the 2080 Ti, outperforms the Titan RTX, vastly outperforms all of the AMD cards. Uh, And the performance uh, goes up from there. So like the 3080 is a little bit faster. The 3090 is a little bit faster. Uh, I think for most users, you probably would the 3070 is very much a uh, worth it for the money uh, kind of video card. Uh, maybe not if you already have a 2080 TI, but if you're talking about like a new workstation, you're replacing something that's a few years old, 3070 is great. Um, it gets a little bit harder to justify as you go up to the 3080 or the 3090. Uh, if you're looking for every little bit of performance and a few percent matters, great, go for it. But not not a huge uh, increase in performance as you go up to the 3080 or the 3090.
0: Um, and so where it says GPU score here, this is for things mm-hmm. like like the visual effects and whatnot, the explosions and that. that all
1: yeah, that so our, yeah, our benchmark tests a whole bunch of stuff. And I'm glad you actually pointed that out because After Effects is very much a CPU limited program. Most of the time, it's almost always going to be the uh, single core performance of your CPU that's really going to matter. Um, okay. This is a specific part of our benchmark that t- looks only at... Uh, GPU accelerated effects. So it's almost borderline synthetic. Like it's still using After Effects in a way that someone could, but yeah. it's kind of rare that you would only be using GPU accelerated effects and not doing something else that is going to you know turn your CPU into a bottleneck long before your GPU. So this is very much a... Um, I don't know if you'd want to call it best case or worst case, depending on the way you want to look at it. Uh, but a uh, very close-in look at the potential performance out of uh, GPUs in After Effects, um, and you know, in, in this stream, like we can't go over absolutely everything. Uh, but if you go to our articles, um, I, we do usually look at like the overall performance first before we dive into these nitty-gritty or, or super specific like GPU scores because. Yeah, I think it's very important to understand, like, for most people, it'll be this much performance gain with these different GPUs, but mm-hmm. it could have a maximum performance gain of like, like this. Uh, and most people are going to be somewhere in between. It just depends on what they're doing and you know, what their workflow is like. So, um, then I have two more. Uh, next one is Premiere Pro. Uh, it's kind of similar to After Effects, uh, except GPU is more important, especially now. Uh, so Adobe, they added GPU encoding a few versions back. And recently at Adobe Max, they launched the version that has uh, GPU decoding for H.264 and H.E.V.C. media. So mm-hmm. GPU is a much bigger deal now, especially if you're on like an AMD platform or like a, a Xeon or something that doesn't already support Intel sync. Um which is what Premiere Pro was using for GPU or for hardware decoding. Uh, if you had one of those CPUs, it pretty much performance sucked with you know some of the most common codecs. So now you can use the GPU for that stuff. So it's way more important to have a decent GPU now than it ever was before in Premiere Pro. Um, as far as these new cards go, Uh, vastly faster than what AMD currently has available for now. Uh, The 3070 is a little bit interesting. This is one where performance was actually a little bit below the 2080 Ti. Uh, It still beat the 2080 Super by a little bit. Um, And the only reason why that's notable is because in so much of our testing, which I think a lot of the other guys will be showing too, is uh, the 3070 regularly beats every other GPU from the previous generation. So this is almost a... I don't want to say it's a disappointment because it's not, it's a $499 video card and it's, you know, it's beating the previous generation by, you know, a, a very respectable amount at the same price point. It's just that it's no longer the, you know, the RTX 3000 series are just at the very top of the charts and that's it. But yeah. um, So it's, it's very much a good value card. It might not always be a great upgrade uh, if you have a card from the previous generation. Uh, but if you go up to like the 3080 and the 3090, especially the 3090 does great in Premiere Pro. Uh, those are, Terrific cards. You can go up to those and it'll give you a performance boost pretty much no matter what card you had in your system before. Yeah, right on. Uh, Then last up, I've got uh, one of the um, applications that uses the GPU a whole lot more, and it's DaVinci Resolve. And this is actually using DaVinci Resolve Studio. Uh, You do have to be a little bit careful with that because the studio version uses the GPU a whole lot more than the free version. And in DaVinci Resolve Studio, uh, kind of like in Premiere Pro, the, the 3070 is between a 2080 Super and a 2080 Ti, which for its price that's still fine. It's, it's, it's great. Like it's replacing the 2070 super and it's outperforming the 2080 super. So that's great. Uh, the 3080 and the 3090s are really what are, are super impressive though. The 3080 like easily beats a Titan RTX from previous generation or a 2080 TI by, what is that like almost 40%. So like, that's terrific. Uh, the 3090 is also really cool uh, because uh, in this test, we actually included dual 2080 Ti's. Uh, so it's two cards from the last generation, and a 3090 almost meets it. Like, it's within a few percent. Uh, and it has 24 gigs of VRAM versus 11 gigs of VRAMs, which is huge in Resolve, especially if you're wanting to get up to like 8K uh, timelines. So, and it's cheaper, I, I believe. I believe a 3090 is cheaper than two 2080 Ti's. So you get almost the same performance, way more VRAM, and it's way less less complicated. Like having one video card instead of two is just better all around. You're gonna have less chance of things failing. It's less, you know, driver weirdness that can happen in Windows. And you can get multiple cards. Like uh, if we have time, I really hope we have time to talk about multiple GPU setups at, you know, in this stream too. Because the thirty ninety is really cool and really difficult to do in large uh, quantities because it uses so much power.
0: Uh, so before we move on we do have a question from youtube and this is super cool because i can show it on a screen lord swaggity asks uh i currently have a 5700 xt and a 3600 x i'm looking to spend a decent chunk of money on a new gpu and cpu my use cases are gaming streaming video editing using davinci resolve 3d work using blender (laughs) and some dabbling in AI. I'm currently thinking of going with the 3080 and 12-core new Ryzen. I think it's the 5900X. Do you guys think it's the right choice?
2: I would say well, tune in next week to hear some more details.
0: <laughs> yeah. At least for yeah. the CPU, but yeah, since we're on a video card topic.
1: Yeah, on the video card topic, I, at least for Resolve, I can speak directly because, I mean, we had it up here. and I think he said 5700XT, right? Mm-hmm. So you what can he has see now, yeah. that, like, yeah, and DaVinci Resolve, anytime you're using any open effects, noise reduction are the two big things. Um, yeah, it's going to be massive. Like, mm. what is that? What is that, three times? times? Yeah, almost? 44 to 140. Like, yeah, that's, that's a good deal. Um, that's uh, so it's, it's huge. The the one thing I do always want to make sure people understand is with DaVinci Resolve, you really need to have the studio version to get that benefit. Um, almost always, if you only have, like, I think the studio version is 300 bucks. You're going to get more good out of uh, buying the Studio version for $300 then doing $300 worth of hardware upgrades. So if it's a choice between upgrading wow. your GPU and buying Studio, buy Studio, because <laughs> uh, that's gonna get you usually more performance. And it's a um, forever uh, license. Uh, I think uh, the keys that we're using are for like DaVinci Resolve 8 or something like that. Oh, wow. And it works, we're on DaVinci Resolve 14, 16? No, 16. We're on Devintage Resolve 16. So it might not be eight that we had, or maybe it was 12. But either way, like you use, you buy that one time and you have it forever, which is awesome. You don't have to pay for any upgrades or anything like that. So studio first, then definitely a 3080. And then on the CPU, yeah, like Kelly was saying, um, NDA lift, or uh, sorry, a product availability for that is next thursday right november 5th yeah so we should we should have a whole bunch of content around that and uh tune in for that too um and if, if you can't wait yeah get get a 3080 first and then wait and see what to do with the cpu nice thing with well, amd is you, you, as long as you have a it's a 500 series motherboard or in the future, I think a lot of uh, the 400 series boards are supposed to receive BIOS updates to support the new CPUs. So, at least it's, on most platforms, it's going to be just a drop in, which is great.
2: Hmm. And I will say for Blender, if you're doing, uh, especially if you use cycles, they're real time rendering. Um, it's all ray traced, like RTX hmm. accelerated. So, you will see a massive improvement going from radeon 5700 to a 3080 because you get all the ray tracing effects it will just it will render your scene in like near real time um uh sir wade has an awesome video when he got the 3090 using blender in his cycles and it it will blow away that 5700 like you wouldn't believe
3: I'll, I'll touch on the AI stuff a little bit when uh, when we get to my my chunk. It, it'll be a little bit different than than what you're doing because I looked at uh, Linux uh, stuff and and specifically things that were optimized by NVIDIA. But it'll it will directly apply like TensorFlow on Windows. It'll you'll it'll be the same kind of performance. Um, but yeah, 3080s is, is awesome. <laughs> That's great. 3080 is a great card. It's mm-hmm. a great card. That's probably the most
1: exciting one to me. Like 3090 is crazy just from how crazy it is. but And, <laughs> and the price is so much lower. The price is what? A thousand dollars less than a Titan RTX. That's yeah. awesome. Oh. Um, but 38, I don't know. 3080 just seems like such a solid card. It's a normal-sized card. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not, like, insane. I mean, it, it's kind of high on power draw, but it's not 3090 insane on, like, power draw <laughs> and everything. I like it.
2: Yeah. Only 300 watts. That's
1: <laughs>
4: the one I want to get
1: if I, uh, <laughs> if I can just buy an upgrade. Yeah. 3090 is just too big. <laughs> like. Like we have the thirty seventy, thirty eighty, and thirty ninety next to each other. I think it, maybe it was even in Don's uh, test. We had two of them. Seeing, like the thirty seventy next to thirty ninety. It's like those pictures where you see like a big pickup truck, and then they zoom out, and it's like that giant, you know, industrial dump truck behind it, <laughs> like, bigger than our building.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so we have another. We have another question from YouTube. Uh, what would it go? Uh, here we go from Matt McKendry. Uh, interested in the upgrade to 3070 from a 1080, but concerned that it only has 8 gigabytes VRAM. Should I wait until that possibly gets bumped up later?
4: I mean, if you're yeah. not in a rush to have a new GPU, you can wait. I mean, you're not going to probably have a lot of luck finding these right now anyway. They're, uh, they're kind of uh, unicorns at the moment. So certainly if you're not in a rush, you could wait and see what happens. But, man, there's been so many weird rumors floating around about higher memory versions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Who knows what of that is real, what was made up. Uh, I wouldn't trust anything until NVIDIA officially puts it out. Yeah. The, the one thing I always tell
1: people who are worried about VRAM is the, the nice thing is you have a card now that's bigger. So what you can do is just during your day, just, just open up Task Manager. Oh, well, here, actually, Houston, you mind sharing my screen again? I'll just do it and i just show you. Um no. Where to go? This one. So, if you open up Task Manager and you go to the Performance tab, you might already know this, but uh, and you go down into your GPU, it'll actually tell you how much video memory is in use. So, right now, I'm using four gigs out of eight, and so you can just watch watch that throughout the day as you're working. Um, anytime you're doing something that you you know have waiting a second on, just bring up Task Manager and see if your GPU load is probably or the VRAM usage is above probably like six gigs then I would be worried about a 3070 with only 8 gigs of VRAM. But if, like, throughout your day, you sit there and you look at it, and it only ever says 4 gigs of VRAM being used, man, 8-gig card's fine. Like, having more VRAM doesn't give you more performance. It, it's just like storage on your hard drive. Like, having a whole bunch of empty space, yeah, it's kind of nice. It's great for future-proofing and, and all that. But having an SSD that's, you know, mostly empty is going to be just, well... I guess it's not a great example because an SSD that's super full can be slower, but uh, but it's basically it doesn't give you a whole lot by having extra. So take a look at Task Manager, see what your actual usage is today, um, and then do think about the future. Like if I don't know what your you know industry or what you what you do professionally, but if you're a video editor and you're only working with HD footage right now and it's only using four gigs, great. Uh, but if you think you might start working with some 4K footage in the future, yeah, you got to take that into account as well. So always do think about what you're going to be doing in the future. Uh, but that can give you a nice baseline just looking at what you're using today.
0: Hmm. Okay. Uh, I think that covers Lord Swaggy had another comment about um, the 10 gigabyte VRAM on a 3080 uh, going to be a limitation at all? Question uh, mark. Thirty ninety seems too expensive. Should I wait for a thirty eighty Ti? So I guess that kind of that kind of touched on that kind of an answer there. Yeah.
1: Who knows what Nvidia is going to do? No one knows anything yeah. you see out there. It has it's probably more likely to be wrong than right. But
4: <laughs> yeah. it'll be interesting to see what pressure AMD puts on. Didn't the cards they announced all were sixteen gigs? Right. Yep. So
1: uh, they, I think one of them was less, but most of them were oh, okay. sixteen. Gigs.
4: So that. That could put some pressure on Nvidia to put something higher out, but we'll just really have latency.
1: Yeah, I mean, AMD usually has had more VRAM than uh, Nvidia's at the same price point, right? And that hasn't prompted Nvidia
2: to do anything as well.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but we'll see. I hope so. Like, I really hope that like everything uh, that we see kind of a AMD versus Intel kind of situation where like there's all this hype, and we'll see if it you know holds up and we'll get to see that one at least next week but hopefully we um it feels like we're getting the same kind of hype with the um what is it the 6900 xt and all those guys so Mm -hmm. after those launch unfortunately it's a rolling launch so i think half of them or one of the cards launches in november the other one in december so it'll be a while before we see the full picture but yeah see
0: all right did you have one more to show matt nope that's all of mine all right
4: so who uh who wants to go next Hang on. Let's go, William. All right. Well, I'm going to start with the most boring stuff first. (laughs) Oh, Whoa. Whoa, <laughs> is, is that even a chart? <laughs> you
0: put <laughs> some green stripes on a, on a
4: background. Um, so I'm, uh, I, there's a bunch of stuff that I cover as far as software goes, but the main things here are going to be photogrammetry and GPU-based rendering. I do engineering applications, too, but for those, we usually focus on Quadro cards, honestly. A lot of those prefer that or, or have benefits to running a Quadro rather than just a GeForce. Um, And then I also cover stuff like VR and everything. But really, if you're interested in that, go look at Gaming Benchmarks. That's basically what you're going to get there. And these cards are fantastic for that. Um, So digging in, uh, first up, uh, we've got Pix4D here. And it's actually not a very good example of GPU usage. It's interesting in that it requires an NVIDIA graphics card. It does use CUDA, but it only uses it in the first step in the photogrammetry process, as far as I've been able to tell. And there's just really not a whole lot of difference, as you can see in this chart. And there's there's one more with another image set. Uh, it's just not a tremendous difference between any of these cards from the current generation or the previous ones. Um, they're all within just a few percent of each other. So really, it doesn't matter which one you use. I'd go with either use what other applications are in your workflow to determine what video card to get, or just you know any mid-range or higher NVIDIA graphics card will do the trick. Uh, no reason to spend on the 3080 or 3090 over a 3070, and honestly, even... Not necessarily a need for a thirty seventy if you can get a hold of like a, a nice thirty six or excuse me twenty sixty or something like that. Um,
1: so is that so that's just because the GPU part is such a small
4: part of the total processing? Seems to be yeah. And um, I'm going to reach out to our contacts at Pix4D after this um, just to see if that's something they're working on or whatnot because I I thought there used to be a bigger difference, um, but. I am, so I'm not sure. It's also possible that that step is just CPU bottlenecked or something during steps where it does use the video card. I'm, I'm not sure, but um, might work with them on that. But yeah, it, it seems CPU stuff, which we'll see next week, there's a, a big impact in performance, but GPU just doesn't seem to actually make that big a difference. But it is required, kind of like what you were pointing out where you had an application that... The Intel graphics were a lot worse, but it still functioned here. You can't even run the software without an NVIDIA card. But Mm -hmm. which one you have doesn't make a whole big difference. And then uh, moving on to another photogrammetry application that's a little bit more interesting, Reality Capture. Mm -hmm. This program does show some differences between the video cards and the 3000 series all do very nicely. Um, The 3070 bests. The 3080 and 3070 that, or excuse me, 2080 and 2070 that preceded it, uh, whereas the 3080 and 3090 beat all of the old cards, including the Titan RTX. Um, so pretty impressive there. And um, there's not a ton of difference at the top end though between the 3080 and 3090. So I think for most folks on this, I'd go with a 3080 unless you need to save some money, in which case the 3070 is really not that far back.
1: Do you think that's uh, due to a CPU bottleneck? Like just the think... CPU today? Like it just
4: sort of, it's the same sort of thing in all these photogrammetry applications. Not every step in the process uses the video card. Mm-hmm. So sure. it's a matter of the steps that do use it, how much of a difference they see, and then how much of a difference that makes in the total processing time. Um, and actually, it's interesting that there'll be something on the next one uh, that I'll call out about that specifically, because uh, I need to do some more testing next week. Um, so the third program then is MetaShape, uh, that's another photogrammetry program, and this one, again, the video card makes some difference. As you can see here, if you look at the bottom, the the 1080 Ti and the 2060 Super are, you know, quite a bit slower. What about? 20% slower, maybe 15% than the new 3000 series. But once you get up to the higher end, there's not as big of a difference. It's a little bit uh, wider between them if you go up into a larger project size. But this one was interesting in that um, I actually took some a deep dive into the different steps and how they use things. Mm-hmm. Because here's an example. Uh, the 3070 seemed to Perform in particular in this one step, building texture step, way better than I was expecting. Um, I had figured it would be down there, you know, maybe bouncing around the Titan RTX or 2080 Ti level, just a hair behind the other 3000 series, but it was notably faster. It's about 15% faster huh. than anything else. And really? it, if you remember, there was a new driver that came out and was required to support the 3070, mm-hmm. but that came out like we got that what, three days ago, maybe four days ago, mm-hmm. there wasn't time to go back and retest all the old video cards with the new driver. And in, in all my other software applications, I don't think it's necessary. They all performed where they're supposed to be. But this the new driver is what made a difference because wow. I went back and I did have time to test a 3080 yesterday. And the 3080 came back with scores even better than 3070 on the new driver. Mm. So I'm going to have to go back through on Metashape and retest everything with the new driver, I think. Um, of course, there's also been an even newer driver since the one that we were able to test with. So who knows? But it's an example of, A, drivers being able to actually make a difference, uh, you know, a substantial one sometimes. And also, uh, the way I was talking about with photogrammetry applications, where yeah. it's the individual steps are where you see the big differences between things and like on the CPU side sometimes you'll see a step that's really well threaded and then other steps that are purely single threaded and just clock speed dependent but it's the combination and the blend of all those different steps together that gives you the overall performance.
1: Yeah, so I know. I know I'm planning on redoing all of my GPU stuff when AMD launches their cards. Cause for me, it's not a driver thing. Uh, For me, it's Adobe updated all of their applications. So now there's new, new everything. So I'm going to have to go back and redo all of my stuff too. It's it's annoying, but that's, that's one of the unique things I think that we do is we redo our testing usually every time these, this one's just a weird one because we had a rolling launch, but most hardware reviewers, like they keep a database of old results and they just, use old results, like they could be a year old. They're like, yep, close enough. Or as we
4: we retest constantly. Yep. And then so uh, moving on to some more interesting things, Uh, the rest of my stuff is going to be GPU-based rendering. We'll start with Redshift. And in Redshift, as you can see, Substantial differences between all these cards. Um, these are uh, these GPU rendering applications have always done a really good job of squeezing pretty much all the performance you can out of a video card. And as you can see here, the uh, the new RTX 3070, a five hundred dollar card, basically matches the performance of the twenty five hundred dollar Titan RTX. So. Twenty percent of the price, same performance. Now, of course, the trade-off there is you've only got two gigs of video, excuse me, eight gigs of video memory versus twenty-four, so that can be a huge difference uh, if you're working with really large and complex scenes. But if you're not, it's a tremendous value. Uh, and then if you are working with the bigger stuff, going up to the thirty-eighty and thirty-ninety, you can get down to just fractions of the previous generation. I mean, the the thirty-eighty is basically twice the speed of the 2080 uh, super. You know the equivalent priced card. So just absolutely fantastic performance there. And then if you need the memory, all the way up to the 3090 gives you the same memory the Titan RTX had. And one of the cool things that and Matt touched on it a little bit, um, but we're going to be able to stack multiple 3090s uh, because there are blower versions coming out. Gigabyte has one, and maybe other manufacturers will follow suit, whereas like the Titan was only ever available as a dual fan card, which meant one, maybe two of them, if if. If you were crazy about pushing a ton of airflow through your system, we should be able to do two, three, at least 3090s if you really want to stack a bunch of processing power in a single system. (laughs) Four is tough. I'm determined. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so that's a tremendous amount of potential. And again, also 3090 is, what, $1,000 less than the Titan was, so... Just tremendous boost in this generation, and um, we'll see that trend continue here. The next application is Octane Bench, Ooh. and that's the built-in or not built-in with the free provided benchmark for octane render from otoy and uh, yeah this is the latest version of that which does have rtx functionality as well so it's actually using the hardware ray tracing cores which is why you see that 1080 ti performing so poorly down there at the bottom because it doesn't have rtx um and all the rest of these cards do but yeah just again tremendous performance and here the 3070 even beats the titan um again with limitations of vram so you kind of have to think both about your budget, and also how much memory you want on the cards based on how large and complex of a scene you're going to be working with. And that's polygon count, texture sizes, all those things factor in. But yeah, fantastic performance from all the 3,000 series cards. One thing that I did notice as I was kind of crunching numbers here, and it applies pretty much to all these rendering engine applications, is the 3070 and 3080 give you almost identical performance per dollar if you're just looking at the card. So at a $500 3070 and a $700 3080, you break the numbers down and, and they pretty much give you the exact same performance per dollar there you just get more vram with the 3080 mm. and then if you think about in the overall system though of course if you're putting the same cards in a brand new system you know, a $200 difference in the whole system price, the 3080 definitely becomes the better option uh, from that standpoint. And then the 3090, of course, costs a lot more and doesn't give as big of a boost, but has that massive 24 gigs of memory. So if you need, that's primarily the reason to go with the 3090, is if you want to stack multiple cards together, and or if you need extra VRAM uh, for what you're working with. And is it is it,
0: will it, I suppose, will it make a big difference? Like, say, if I had two 3090s, is that going to
4: like yeah these rendering applications have almost perfect scaling um oh. octane in particular is pretty much just double that number um no way That's redshift amazing. is a little bit lower redshift you'll get like 90 percent extra out of the second card not quite a full doubling in my experience anyway we're gonna do um we've actually got the blower cards in st- we got a few of them in at the office, and we've requested three of them for up in lab so that I can do one, two, three scaling tests. Wow! Uh, hopefully, have that probably in the next couple of weeks. Um, we'll see timing-wise. Yeah. Um, and hopefully, and we've we'll also multi
1: GPU stuff. At, 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 once we get through all these starts, we want to make sure we get through all these charts. because <laughs> the we're going to talk about multi GPU because there's a lot of really. Uh, Cool stuff with uh, when you get up to, like, four. (laughs) I'm not saying he's going to test four. He's only going to
4: three. (laughs) Yeah, I'm only going to three because that's what I practically think we can fit. But uh, we'll see. Um, So then the last application is V-Ray. And uh, there's actually a couple different versions of V-Ray that are still floating around out there. This is the older one. um, And again, just tremendous performance out of these new cards. Uh, The 3070 lead goes even further past the Titan uh, from last generation. And uh, again, similar thing where the 3080 and 3070 give roughly the same performance per dollar just looking at the card. But the 3080 gives you more VRAM. So unless you're really limited on budget, I think the 3080 is a good choice for a starting point. And then the 3090 is fantastic if you need the extra VRAM for large and complex scenes. Or again, if you want to stack multiple cards together because there are 3090s starting to show up in blower-style cards that are better for multi-GPU. And then the newer version, V-Ray Next, similar story. Again, basically the same thing. This um, this just shows really how impressive uh, NVIDIA has gotten with the new uh, architecture on these cards. Just yeah, wow. absolutely fantastic performance out of the three thousand series when it comes to GPU rendering. So very strong cards.
0: Yeah, that's oh. un- that's incredible. Like the low the low end card this generation is. <laughs> Is is no? I mean, it's not like crushing it completely, but it's it is a significant upgrade from what was the best card you could get just
4: uh, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, the, oh, amazing. the top end, the the thirty ninety is exactly double a Titan RTX. Like that's, yeah. Wow! Crazy. Yeah, like
1: mm-hmm. I feel bad for those people who don't need the VRAM and like they got a Titan RTX, you know, two or three, whenever before the 3080 launched. <laughs> and now they're yeah. like, oh, I spent $2,500 on a card. I could have spent $500 if I had waited a month. Yeah,
4: that's yeah. a tough thing in this industry. There's always advancements like that. Like, yeah. this one feels like it's more than normal for GPUs. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. At least in a long, yeah. long time. Yeah.
0: We have a bit of a technical question from, from YouTube. Ron Kaplan here asks, uh, how are the blower 930s able to get away with a two 8-pin power connection? Uh, do they have a lower TDP than a standard
4: 3090? No,
0: that's, that's the same as the
4: 3090. Yeah, yeah, the normal 3090 just has a little Y adapter to go from two 8-pins to the proprietary 12-pin thing that NVIDIA is doing on this generation. But now each, each 8-pin is supposed to be able to power or pull 150 watts. So two of those is three hundred plus seventy five from the PCI Express slot, gives you three hundred seventy five watts, and I think it's a three fifty watt. Plenty TV. of headroom.
1: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, no. no, no. The just weird one boots. is the, uh, the weird one's the thirty seventy because it has that same twelve pin connector, has the same like pigtail adapter that you've got to use, and then it goes to a single eight pin. It's like why why not just take that eight pin and just put it on yeah, the card? The same side. Yeah,
0: that's weird.
1: I mean, I'm sure it's like NVIDIA is hoping they can get this 12-pin connector to be like native on power supplies. So mm-hmm. I, I think they're trying to future plan all that kind of stuff. So eventually, like it'd be nice if every video card you might ever buy just has a single 12-pin. Like that that sounds great. I'd rather run one power line to, you know, each video card rather than two like we have to do today on a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. All right. Is there anything else, William? <laughs> I think that's pretty much it for me. Awesome. Yeah, you have some of the most more exciting ones, like photogrammetry. Not so much on GPUs, but like a lot of the rendering stuff is. It's it's just so impressive what NVIDIA is able to do, and a lot of those engines, like they don't even have to worry about competition from AMD
4: because so many of those engines are like CUDA only, right? They are at the moment. Uh, Octane and Otoy keep talking about adding in other support, um, but. They haven't at least yet. I checked even a few days ago just to double check, and it still doesn't look like it. Um, But uh, yeah, Vira is kind of interesting because it has CPU modes as well. So it was kind of cool when they actually came out with a a mode where it's hybrid. You can use the CPU and the GPU at the same time. It basically emulates the GPU on a CPU. And when those first came out, it was pretty cool. It was maybe. I think back in that uh, GeForce GTX 10 series, and like some of the high-end CPUs were more than a single video card, like the, the Threadrippers especially. So you're getting like a fifth or fifth and a half video card in a system if you had four already. Now it's it's kind of pitiful even a 64-core CPU is like dwarfed by these video <laughs> cards.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, So we have another. This one's a little technical. So for for kind of for everybody, uh, PJ product asks, uh, I'm a bit late. So I apologize if this was already addressed. Are all of these founders edition cards? Have you ever recommended something other than a founders edition card? If so,
4: why? Mostly what we test within labs are Founders Edition, but we had a couple of the Gigabyte triple fan cards. I don't remember exactly which models. And Gigabyte was really good about getting us samples earlier than actually than NVIDIA themselves were able to in the 3080 and 3090. Um, and I mean, really all of the cards should be fine. These are all high-end cards. The manufacturers, if you're sticking with the big guys, Gigabyte, EVGA, et cetera, Asus, you should be fine. I know there was some issues with um, some of the power delivery stuff on some of the early models, um, because NVIDIA hadn't done a good job of getting drivers out to partners to test early on. But I think they're probably passed all of that i think bios updates and stuff were able to fix some of that so really you should be fine with any of them the big thing i would say is if you're planning on multi-gpu what we have found is in general blower cards are ideal but the founders edition cards on the 3080 and probably the 3070 you should be able to stack two if you have enough airflow through your case But if you go with like those big triple fan designs, really practically just one card is going to be the limit there. So something to be aware of. Um, And then uh, also just something I've noticed is the rear connections will change a lot of times between them. So if you want to make sure that you pick a card that's got the right rear connectors for whatever your monitors are, if you're doing more than one monitor at least.
1: Yeah, yeah. We usually try to use the FE's in our testing just because, like, they're they're baseline. (laughs) Like we're not dealing with overclock cards or whatever weirdness there is with all the
4: third party things. We set up. It's open air test beds too, so we're not super concerned about the cooling setup. Yeah, yeah, but and then in our production department, we use a mix.
1: Um, we use the FE cards a lot. That's kind of our standard, um, but we do use some of the triple car or the triple fan cards for uh, more quieter setups where we know they're not going to be installing multiple cards and all that jazz. Um, and I think. We have to switch uh, brands somewhat, so we have to have like backups to what we qualify. So we have to qualify multiple cards for every one of these models. Um, but I think Gigabyte's a, a staple, usually, on a lot of our stuff. Kelly, you might know, actually, more. What other brands do we use sometimes? Uh, primarily,
2: this generation, I think we're doing primarily Gigabyte. Yeah. Is our first runner-up, and then... Um, Asus, but it uh, sometimes it depends on what level of card to like last generation 2080 TI, we had a certain order of preference and then like 2070 was a different order and um mm-hmm. I, I do not envy our product manager who has to validate all the different things and figure out what works in what case and all that because it's more than just the performance that makes us choose those cards in, in a production. It's how does it fit in a case? Can we brace it? Does it have mounting holes on the back end or not? Like there's there's a lot more that goes into it than just oh, yeah. what we would see up in labs. So mm-hmm. even, even the weight of the card, I know uh, yeah. we got one of those crazy 2080 TIs
0: in and it was just it was too heavy. Like the thing was just. Yeah. And there's just no way to we could have ideally braced it at all. The thing was just I and
2: I, one time we it got it. It would have bumped into the hard drive cage, I think, too. I remember one time we got a triple slot 2080 Ti from someone. And Josh looked at it and didn't even, like, put in a system. He's like, no, we don't want that. And now, like, that's 3090. They're, they're all triple spot. Deal with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, we have another uh, sort of
0: a request uh, from from YouTube. Uh, Tulius Tech, he says, I'd kill for you guys to test out DaVinci Resolve with 8K 16-bit DPX. He says, this is what the industry is moving towards. VFX departments usually give 16-bit DPX files for mastering
1: color grading. I guess that's a question for me or a comment for me. Uh, DPX is is really interesting. Uh, so we don't actually get many requests uh, for people working with DPX. I know it's like a, th- a thing and it should be, uh, but we just don't get enough requests that uh, we can spend the time including it in a lot of our benchmarks. We might in the future. Um, but the one thing I can say is what we do for a lot of customers is uh, we have them send us, uh, you know, a project file or, you know, and, and some test media. Uh, because the thing with like all the benchmarks we do is it's way more accurate than anything else you can find, but it's not gonna be perfect for everybody. Um, you know, different codecs behave differently, different resolutions, even different effects you're using and you know all that jazz. Um so we often tell our, our customers send us something, we'll load it up on a system so you know exactly what you're going to get. And then you can make the, the purchasing decision of whether you're going to purchase now, whether you want to wait until like the next CPUs come out and then we can revisit, because uh, that's the only way you're going to know. And we would much prefer doing that and telling you exactly how what is how it's going to perform than to have, you know, either you get a system and it doesn't perform as you expect, or we find out that like oh hey this application is using it a little bit differently than we expected we don't need you know as high end of a gpu as we thought so we can spend more budget on your cpu or storage or whatever so that's what we do for our customers our, our benchmarks and our testing is for generic workflows and then we can dial it in for our customers
0: all right and we're going to take one more question before we move on to Kelly. He says, um, Ron Kaplan asks, "Have you tested the new Quadro A6000? It is a blower design, and I think lower power than the 3090.
4: Is it comparable to the 3080?" It's not yet. Oh, Those aren't out yet, um, or at least not widely available. I think they've seeded them to a few of their like partners as <laughs> test cases, but I. I think the last I heard was early next year, or maybe late this uh, year.
2: December. December.
4: Okay.
3: Well, yeah, I can address that a little bit too, uh, uh, Ron. The the um, uh, yeah, you're you're right. It, it it'll be a blower card. It should be a good size, and it should be a low lower uh, uh, power draw. Um, but uh, and you know we'll we'll certainly be looking at those uh, as soon as we can, but. The so the good news, and you might be really interested in, is that uh, we're we're going to be looking at um, the A one hundred, the PCIe A one hundred, what used to be called Tesla, right? Um, and so, and that's I'm really excited to get those in because that's got that's got killer uh, double precision floating point um, and a whole slew of really cool features that uh, are not you know that are not included with the GeForce cards at all yeah. or the the what used to be Quadro card. Um, so I'm super looking forward to that. And, and yeah, I'll definitely keep you uh, in, the, in the loop on that because I think these will be great for for your stuff yeah.
1: and that they, a6000 they, is launching in december is what google okay. told me when okay. i looked it up so um it's oftentimes with quadros we don't we, we can't get cards as quickly as we can with g4 so i wouldn't be surprised if it's not for a couple of weeks after they fully launch that we'll have any testing up but sometime around december maybe depending on when in december it might be early january but We'll have stuff up as soon as we can.
4: Don, are those A one hundreds gonna be workstation like desktop or only
3: server? No, they're these are um, these cards have blowers hmm. and hmm. and they're they're a normal size and I believe they are two fifty watt. Wow. Are those ones where like they they have video
1: now, but you have to, like, go in and enable them via software or something weird? No, there's no video on these at all. Okay, there's no video? Okay.
3: Yeah, so th- these are these are compute. These are purely for compute. Um, but it, th- we can put them in a workstation or, you know, in a server, um, and they should be really reasonable. I mean, you know, it should be reasonable. I mean, it'll be easy to do four and mm-hmm. probably pretty easy to do six. Um and uh what's that let's do eight then well, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> we might be able to <laughs> um, um but yeah yeah and those we should be that should be actually happening pretty quick because they're available um so yeah we're we've yeah it's taken a while to get everything kind of all of our stuff done for nvidia to, to where we can uh get them in but uh we should be testing soon and and we've already got you know people interested in in uh doing systems so uh yeah really looking forward to those because those are amazing yeah. oh man it's already 150
2: oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, no. Play,
2: you're up <laughs> All right. this to cover me and Don. No no. no deal. That's
0: true. Don's well, part
2: short, it's okay. <laughs> I'll go Should I skip like most of my slides and no, just no, no. summary. No, no. <laughs> you want to see everything. Yeah. Okay, Yeah, well, yeah I want to see it. Okay, I'll try to go fast. We can we so, can go a little over, I think.
4: In yes, introduction
2: right, first. So I'm Kelly, I'm the 3D content creation and game development. That's Houston. Um, right. okay. <laughs> so I focus on uh, 3D content, game development, do things like um, 3ds Max, Maya, um, all those kind of things. And um, the biggest thing right now that I'm working on is Unreal Engine because that is being used by game development, architecture, um, virtual, virtual production, scientific computing, uh, machine learning, all that kind of stuff, everybody... Every industry is using Unreal Engine right now. So it's been a new big project for us. So I'm going to go through a couple of the scenes I have going on to explain what's going on. This is a sample um, virtual production scene that we'd work with. Um, the white uh, slide there, the white plane, is where the um, virtual camera would be. Like, if I had a camera on myself, I'd be projected onto there. And then there's a video playing on the, the side over there. Um, You'd see these in pretty much every sports broadcast ever. Everybody uses virtual sets now. There's very few real sets in news broadcasts. Um, So this is a very lower poly scene, um, just mainly focused on kind of a good um, visual aesthetic, and then has inputs for SDI cameras to be tracked in the, in the game engine so as the camera moves around physically in space it would the camera in game would actually match that so the perspective is always correct with the um the talent on stage wow that's so cool (laughs) yeah it's it's unbelievable to watch
1: so we need to upgrade to that for these streams
2: yeah Yeah. (laughs) uh that's one of my plans is to make a virtual set for us at some point but we'll get there oh that'll be cool so uh on that set I did, ran it both with ray tracing and without because in a lot of TV things, they don't bother with ray tracing because it's not that necessary. In every case, you can get really good results just with um, a screen space reflections. But you can see with ray tracing on in 4K, um, all the cards are outperforming the last generation, including the 2070 is neck and neck with the Titan. It's like within a margin of error of the RTX Titan. Um, this scene doesn't require much uh, VRAM, so that's not an issue. Um, but yeah, otherwise the performance of the 30 series cards is just insane with 3D applications like this.
1: That's FPS, right? So yeah, that's average FPS. The, so the 3070 gives 60 FPS, basically, so if you're actually doing this for broadcasts, which is usually 24 or 23
2: 24, or whatever,
1: yeah. yeah, like that's more than enough. Yep. That's crazy.
2: Yeah. I mean, you could push up to 30 if you're doing a YouTube broadcast. Um, yeah. Some of them will do that. But yeah, and you could even drop down the visuals of your, your engine pretty easily, or if you take out wage racing, so this is the same studio with no ray tracing, looking at 110 frames per second, um, compared to the Titans 111. So it's just crazy performance for, for these. And again, you wouldn't do that many frames per second. You would probably then be able to say, oh, that gives us more headroom to make better visuals. Is how the virtual production world would think about this,
1: or or would um, like using GPU like in in what is it NVENC NVENC um, as your uh, part of your streaming, using it for your
2: encoding. You yeah, you could if you're doing this more of a like a, just a Twitch broadcast, YouTube broadcast type thing, you could do that. Um, other more high end productions will run that through regular broadcasting um, mm-hmm. hardware at the end to encode it um but yeah you could use that so then we move on to more complex scenes this is a sample available on unreal's marketplace this is a huge just massive amount of polygon counts huge textures Use texture streaming so that way it like you have massive 8k textures that can get sized up depend or down depending on how close you are to them um And this this is a this is a brutal scene. So in 4K, you still are beating every other card in the previous generation. Um, but you're looking at a much lower FPS. Um, not many people would run that scene in real time. If you are, you're going to need uh, 39, 3090. Um,
1: is, is that more of a scene where like, you would play it because doesn't Unreal have the ability to like export frame by frame so that yeah. you can then throw it into like premiere and yep, actually
2: you can <laughs> yeah but you can export it and it'll actually export the um, the XML files and everything for um, after effects I think it is um, so that way you can have like all the time codes and everything all ready to go cool. um so that, that's really for
1: like virtual production of, of like like the people who are doing like animated movies fully in unreal yep.
2: yep wow yeah you could and you can see that oops wrong way um for the 3090 you're getting almost 24 frames per second on average on this scene so you could potentially have a movie with that quality of visuals and be able to render it in real time which is wow. bonkers. It, yeah, in real time. That's amazing. Yeah.
1: Wow. It's like then yeah, go you to, animated movies in real time, rendered yeah. on your computer. That's like at the point where like you can change what's in it.
2: Like you'd be like, yeah. oh, I'd rather
1: this character look like this.
2: That's where a lot of like cartoons and stuff are going, where they have to put out, you know, twenty six episodes a year. Like <laughs> why spend a week rendering when you can just do it have pretty good results, and do it real time. Wow. So my dog is next to me whining. <laughs> so this is another uh, scene similar to that. Um, this one has focuses more on higher resolution textures. This has like, most everything in this scene is, every texture in the scene is 8K resolution, so 8,000 pixels by 8,000 pixels. Um, And then this also has a lot of particle effects. Um, It has candles that are all, I think there's a thousand light sources that are all casting shadows in this scene. So this like will melt your system. (laughs) Um, This one, the uh, 3070 kind of fell behind because as you're running this, um, it's using around nine to 10 um, gigabytes of VRAM just playing it so the 3070 just chugged on this it wasn't enough to crash it um (laughs) surprisingly um but it did falter behind but you can see the 3090 just destroyed the scene because it has the vram to help out and that could be something to do with also the um matt and i were talking about this could be something to do with the um bandwidth of the ram and how quickly it's able to move it around um It's something I want to investigate further for future iterations of this benchmark. Um, With Unreal, there's so many different ways that people use it and different things that need to happen that it's hard to know exactly what's going on.
1: So on some of these charts, I see the 1080 Ti is a zero.
2: Is that just because it lacks some of the technology you need to run these scenes? This one is, um, both these are uh, ray traced. Okay. Um, So it just wouldn't, but it, you can run ray tracing on the 1080 Ti. It just will... I think it's not zero. It's actually like 0.05 or something like that. It's just rounding oh, wow. it down to zero. Um, <laughs>
0: so, so that scene is still rendering on yeah.
2: the 1080 Ti. Yeah, <laughs> that, that system's still up in lab rendering from two weeks ago. That's fine. <laughs> um, and then we move on to architecture. So this is an architectural visualization scene. It is focused on ultimate realism so this is a screenshot from playing in real time um it's got reflections everywhere it's got massive texture sizes um highly accurate lighting um unreal has a setting where you can i think they're called aes lighting it's actually a physical based model of how a specific light bulb functions in like how the light pattern bounces out. So it's not just you know a flat light that goes across. It actually has texture to the light. If you look at a light bulb that's really close to a wall, you'll see like it. See. Don't, don't look at the light bulb. <laughs> like look. If it's near a wall or a lamp, you'll see how it like um, there's like darker parts and lighter parts on the wall because of the glass movement and how the filament is shaped and everything um so you can actually replicate all that stuff in unreal engine which is what this scene is doing along with um reflections and everything so this one uh i have a 1440p chart here because only the 3090 and the rtx titan can actually run this scene in 4k every other video card would crash the driver and i'd have to restart the system wow um but you can see I'm getting quite a bit better performance across the board than the previous generation. So, this would be, um, even though it's too much to run in real time, because 13 FPS is not good enough for anything, um, this is a scene where you would then render that out. And then the architect would then have this movie that they could then play to the client to be like, hey, look, this is what your scene will look like. And even though if it's not um, real time, like you wouldn't just play this full screen at 1440 for a client. Um, You could be sitting there with the client in the editor, which is a smaller window and be able to update materials in real time and still get, even if it's, you know, a second later that it, it refreshes, you can see instantaneously how this changing, this material will affect the lighting. You can change the time of day. And then the client can see immediately like oh yeah this is going to look great at night or during the day or let's change that from a marble floor to a hardwood floor and the the updates are instant and so even though it's not like playback real time it's good enough for you showing client working with them making the edits all that kind of stuff wow um and without ray tracing you can see 39 is getting 13 frames per second with ray tracing and yeah, with no ray tracing, it jumps up to 63 frames per second. So you could get um, like a 90% accurate with uh, no ray tracing and be able to run it at playable speeds, potentially wow. even use a 3090 to you know, view your new apartment in VR or something like that. Hmm. So then on average in Unreal for 4K performance, The 3090 and 3080 just blow everything away. Like, it's not even close, really. The 3070 is um, neck and neck with the 2080 Ti and Titan. And that's mainly due to... um, the uh, VRAM. If it had a little bit faster RAM and more of it, it probably would have scored higher in several of these tests and would be up there above the Titan. But I mean, even as as is, for five hundred dollars to get near Titan performance in most of these applications, it's it's unbelievable. So as long as you don't need the VRAM, it's it's a great value. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So real quick, we do have a question uh, from Twitch. Hulk5001 is asking, uh, could you use two thirty nineties to get almost 30 FPS with ray tracing on that no. uh, archviz? Okay.
2: No. Uh, Unreal Engine does not support multiple GPUs. There you go. Even though they've shown demos, NVIDIA has shown off demos with Unreal using four uh, RTX video cards to show off when they announce their video cards. Hmm. They... Does not actually exist. <laughs> <laughs> or
1: super special, cause yeah. like special, because Unreal's
2: like you can recompile the source and stuff, right? Yep. You have to, um, someone made a custom, well, Epic probably made them a custom branch of it. Um, same thing with like DLSS for DLSS 2.0. Um, none of these are using DLSS 2.0 because Unreal does not support that natively. To get DLSS to work Mm. in Unreal Engine, I have to apply to NVIDIA to get them to give me a custom branch of Unreal. Then I can compile that, take my scene, uh, package it up into an executable, and then run that executable to get DLSS enabled. Wow. In other um, words,
1: not what many of our customers are going to be doing, so we're not right. going <laughs> to.
2: Yeah, because if you're doing this for virtual production, like it, when you want to edit something and then restart your scene, you're not going to like make everyone on set wait for you to like repackage the project, push that out to all the computers, and then run it. And <laughs> yeah, so um, DLSS is not a go right now, um, and multiple video cards is not a go right now.
1: Yeah, Unreal's nuts.
2: Like and it's
1: taking over everything. It's going to take over like all the stuff William works on. It's going to take over all the stuff I work on.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's it's wild what they're doing. And every time they have an update, it's like, oh, you're you're doing this industry now. Okay, cool. That's great.
1: <laughs> First, thing we'll do, be doing AI and machine learning stuff directly in Unreal. Well, I guess we kind of already do some, right? Oh,
2: a lot of We're them really do. Like,
1: yeah. actually, like, how how things learn how to walk, like in yeah.
2: Unreal and stuff. There's a lot of uh, self-driving um, cars that are learning in Unreal. They just <laughs> use that for the um, the beginning stages of training the model. So that way, you don't have to be out in a real car. You're just you well, can crash, run through happen. all kinds of simulations on in Unreal. You can control, you know, what comes into the AI's thing, and then, yeah, uh, that's, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I saw this really cool uh, virtual production. Just to tangent everyone off, it's um, really cool virtual production thing in Unreal Engine. So they're filming against a uh, LED wall, kind of like The Mandalorian, and they're in a car. And so normally in the past you would do that on a green screen, and then you'd comp in the back and everything. And you know the actors are always like doing something that doesn't match what the car is actually doing. So <laughs> what they did was they hooked up the steering wheel of the car to Unreal Engine. And so as the actor makes a turn with the steering wheel, it would turn the car in the engine so that the the whole wall would update correctly. And so it's basically like a virtual driving simulator, but you're filming it. So it, like everything is exactly accurate. It was, wow. it's wild. So
1: that would actually fix that problem. where, like they'll yeah. look at the other person for way too long while they're driving and somehow they don't crash. But in this case, they would actually crash.
2: Yeah, they could, <laughs> like they could put in something. <laughs> yeah. it would be great. they
1: have to refilm again.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great! That's super cool. All
1: right, we still got Don too, right? Oh, oh, is that it? I I have
3: a little bit. I'll keep it pretty short. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Hey, I tell you, I'm I'm pretty pumped about Unreal too, and the 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 usage in machine learning AI stuff is is really 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 cool, and uh, uh, generating uh, synthetic training data. Is mm-hmm. a big 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 deal and because there's a lot of stuff that you just can't do in reality mm-hmm. um you know like really hazardous driving conditions and stuff. i mean that's a big one and nvidia is really doing a lot of work on that that's why they have custom builds of uh mm-hmm. of this stuff is because they're really in deep with it mm-hmm. um and and yeah they're running that stuff on big iron they're they're running huge simulations with that stuff yeah and um uh, But yeah, it's really cool. I'm gonna. uh, I it's on my list of some stuff. I want to play play with this too because it's really really cool. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, um, I've got a few things. I'm kind of the odd odd man out here, you know, because I've done some Linux testing and and uh, um, but uh, I, I wanted to you know look at compute performance uh with with the the 3070 cuz i was just hoping less, like man $500 card this might be a nice for somebody this you know uh trying to do a really like modest system um and uh you know and they want to do like some machine learning stuff like that they want some gpu acceleration for some compute and um so you know so that's that's what i'm checking out for it uh i was pretty disappointed um and this may be an issue with uh, early drivers and stuff like that just not being good. And I, I really kind of suspect that's it. Um, and um, uh, I'm just going to show you uh, a couple charts that actually from the blog post that I put up. Mm-hmm. So I hope that's not too jarring from all these nice uh, chart presentations you were just looking at. But it, uh, having them both on the screen right there will really illustrate what I'm talking about. So, yeah. Uh, thanks, Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I did, uh, I tested uh, TensorFlow with uh, uh, ResNet-50, pretty standard uh, convolution neural network uh, training scenario. And I, I use this for uh, benchmarking a lot, uh, GPUs. And uh, these are f- uh, NVIDIA-optimized uh, container images. So so I'm running this, this is like Docker stuff, right? Um, and uh, these... And you know, with the testing I did for on the thirty eighty and thirty ninety, I I kept when I was writing, I was going, okay, I'm waiting on updates. Nvidia needs to to uh, uh, update some of the stuff. Um, it, it takes a while for for everything to catch up, and and that includes, uh, you know, dr- drivers with proper support, and uh, and the the CUDA support, and then the applications rebuilt. So you know, even though. The uh, uh, Ampere uh, A100 GPUs have been out for quite a while, and that's the main, you know, workhorse for compute. Uh, that's the the heavy-duty server gear. Um, the uh, the 3080 and 3090 are a different chip. It's a different architecture. It's it's different. That's the <laughs> GA, where the the uh, the compute chip is A100. Is GA100 is the the GPU. The 3080, 3090 are GA102, and the 3070 is yet another iteration. This is GA103, so it's it's different, and uh, so the the driver's not behaving really well. And and I think um, what I saw here is probably a driver issue and not really an issue with the card. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh you can kind of you can see from these two charts really kind of what's going on there the uh uh and, and this and this is a this is a new driver and a new version of the container the tensorflow uh container that i use so it's that container has been rebuilt uh against cuda 11.1 instead of cuda 11 so it's got more proper support for the the ga102 architecture um and um So my uh, TensorFlow results on the 3090 went up, oh yeah I need to fix the charts <laughs> um, the 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 results on the with the 3090 actually went up about 15 20 percent over mm-hmm. what I had from the the previous container from just a couple of weeks ago so this stuff is still it's still a little bit early to really be making like judgments on on performance and stuff like that um, but the uh, the 3070 uh on the the single precision fp32 uh tensorflow uh training on ResNet 50 that i do here that was uh like 258 uh images per second and that's uh around the performance that i would expect really i haven't didn't retest but i would expect something like a uh the old uh, the 2080 would or maybe a twenty eighty super would would uh, be right about in that range for for FP thirty two, and uh, the twenty eighty Ti beats that by quite a bit, and then and the uh, RTX Titan, and then the thirty eighty and um, thirty ninety are just incredible. They're really 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 good. Um, uh, but then where the thing that was like really like whoa okay this card's not working. Um, is the next chart there and that's at uh fp16 that's half precision that's tensor cores uh that's what's going on there and um the uh the tensor core performance on the rtx uh the 3080 and 3090 is is outstanding it's really it's it's really good um and um and actually even better than the uh some of the numbers here i think i need to change that that graph um but um the uh, rtx 3070 did not work okay there was essentially it was actually worse at uh fp16 so that's essentially saying that no the the it didn't work Hmm. um and I don't think that's an architecture change. I mean, I think this is probably just um, a matter of uh, uh, CUDA support. So I'm probably going to have to wait for another uh, CUDA update, another uh, CUDA dnn update, and another driver update before the 3070 will actually really shine. So uh, at this point, it's a thumbs down for me because it's essentially not working. <laughs> but it. But this is not. This is not definitive. I'm. I'm optimistic um every so so far every iteration that they've they've done on uh updating drivers and stuff has improved everything across the board so i think that's exactly what we're looking at here um and that earlier question about uh uh the ai stuff Mm -hmm. um if you're looking at that doing that and this is when i'm doing my testing on linux because that's that's where this stuff is primarily supported um but uh, stuff works, works well on, on Windows, too. It's always It lags a little behind on Windows. Um, but um, uh, if you were looking at a card right now and you, you wanted to do a system and, and you wanted to do some machine learning work and stuff like that, yeah, I would go with the, uh, the, the 3080 if that's a budget constraint. Um, that, that 10, the RAM, the memory in there, the 10 gigabytes on the card is going to be a big plus. Plus, it's very fast memory. Um, mm-hmm. So I haven't done comprehensive testing on on this kind of stuff yet because I'm still waiting on for me to go, Okay, everything is working really well. And it's not. So uh, I would go 3080 if you're on a budget. And if you can swing it, man, the 3090 is fantastic. And and uh, 3090 is going to be the way to go for uh, multi GPU. Uh, That's almost guaranteed. Um. And we're gonna try to get four. I wanna really want to get four, but have to do have to do some power constraint because it's just wow. too much for a U.S. Uh, 120 volt, you know, 15 amp line. Um, but we'll see what we can do. And at least three of them, and three of them will be fantastic. I did I did check I did test uh, yesterday. Scaling was good out to um, four. 2080s and it was like four times what you're looking at in this chart right here for uh, fp16 it was like 4400 images per second (laughs) so it was it was fantastic Uh, but we'll try to do that Um, the other thing for anybody that's still here that's curious about the gpus in general uh, the envy link did not work um, it was not even recognized. I don't know if that's driver issue or if I had a bad bridge or whatever. Didn't work. And also on these cards, there's no peer-to-peer. Uh, the so peer-to-peer is not enabled. Again, the same as it was on the the the, the like the the RTX twenty series. Um, so that means that GPU to GPU communication uses mem copy back through CPU. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's not a big deal, it, in, but some uh, networks that, like uh, recurrent networks, like an LSTM, I don't know if it's going to affect transformer networks or not. I'm, I'm adding those benchmarks in, and that's that's really a big deal. That's where all the NLP stuff is right now. Um, but, yeah, I'll check all that out and, and get that. I expect a really comprehensive kind of uh, analysis of all this stuff. Maybe it's probably gonna be first of the year, really before all of the software and everything is really good enough to really do a comparative good test. So
1: it's it's but, tough sometimes. So like we, we always test things right at launch and, and sometimes tough. people are like, well, wow, but that's just launch performance. Like it's gonna get better. And oftentimes it's like, no, it, it's not when it's like. <laughs> No, that's that's what it is. But yeah, GPU sometimes changes. It feels like sometimes it's not until like the next product is launching that it's like okay, now we can. Now it's like solid enough that we know performance is as good as it's going to get. But now it's too
3: late because the new stuff is out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I tell you what though, the uh, um, the thirty eighty and thirty ninety were uh, from from the a uh, driver update, and then the container rebuilds. Uh, uh, linking against uh, a CUDA 11.1 that NVIDIA built. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That fixed all of the broken issues that I had. I, I, I talk about that a little bit in the blog post that I did on the 3070. Uh, but uh, PTX is compiling correctly. Um, it's working the way that it should. So this is a go. This um, The 3080 and 39, 3090 are good to go for this stuff. Um, oh, nice. But yeah, we're way over,
0: right? <laughs> no, well, there was one question from earlier that I, that I, I didn't, uh, that I wanted to ask for your part. Okay. Uh, Tim, T OTT, he asked, uh, what do you think of Radeon instinct cards and can AMD cards do well in scientific
3: use? Is Tesla the best use for this? I tell you what, um, the, uh, okay. N- NVIDIA is just killing it for compute. I mean, the, they're, they're miles ahead miles ahead but the amd hardware is it's good hardware and and um, um, expect things to change expect things to get very very interesting about mid-year next year Um, uh, amd has a contract uh, with uh, with Cray, I believe is doing the build it's, it's it's cray or hpc it's a supercomputer going in uh for doe and it's big it's massive and they are going to use okay this is going to be on uh, amd epic and it's going to be on their gpus as for accelerators they're wow. doing the accelerator that means that the scientific computing the community has to get in well th- they do th- this is where a lot of the really nitty-gritty work gets done and um So that's a big deal. This will mean that uh, OpenCL support will probably get done, moved up to a sophistication level that it's easy to use and that ecosystem will develop out. Um, Intel also needs that desperately to to work right. Hmm. So right now, no way. I would say no way. Just go nvidia for compute right now because they're just killing it is insanely great um but man next year it's, it's going to be some really really interesting stuff going on so if you're if you're an amd fan and you want to see uh i you can do stuff right now on the Uh, amd gpus and do good compute work but it's the effort involved is is not pleasant i mean i have i keep looking at it and going oh man i don't even want to tackle it (laughs) so uh i mean there are people people may call me out for that but it's it's not really mainstream and the uh the support from like the framework you know like tensorflow and all these people it's just not quite there yet but that's going to change
1: well, hopefully so hang, with hang Intel tight on that. Hopefully with Intel launching their GPUs at some point too. Um, hopefully we can get Intel behind developing OpenCL too, and with yes. Intel and AMD and it being used in that supercomputer. Hopefully all of that will contribute to making OpenCL a, a much better framework um, that will actually compete with CUDA.
3: Yeah, it's uh, Intel's efforts are massive. They're really working on this because they want the Z GPU. They want their accelerators to be if they need that desperately for that stuff to be uh competitive and and really nail it and the stuff they're doing with one api all their kind of their unified development uh uh heterogeneous hardware uh platform they're doing massive amount of work there it's it's really pretty cool so and that will help amd (laughs) ironically um but yeah, that's that's exciting stuff. And that 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 should all flesh out over the next year, but you have to be patient. It's there's a lot of work to do. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> All right.
0: Um, I think that does bring us to the end of our show. Uh, we are over 20, 20, minutes past, which is, but it's cool because there was a, there was quite a lot to cover, a lot to talk about. And, uh, we had really great questions coming from, uh, from our audience. So I appreciate you
3: guys sticking around for a little bit extra and also the audience as well for sticking oh. around. Oh. Hey uh, Houston, before oh. we go, before oh. we step out, I got to clarify something because I, 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 messed up a little bit when I was uh, replying to Ron, I, oh. um, those, those, um, um the the a100 pcie that's passive card ah. i i'm all excited about it because I'm, I'm putting those in our i i want those for our to you and and our for you um so i'm i'm not even thinking about about uh you know fans on the cards at this point <laughs> so yeah that that's my bad it will need the a6000 uh, for that um okay. I don't really know if uh, uh Nvidia will do a uh will, will do a, a PCIe blower card on the uh, uh, A100 or not. Mm. Um but yeah that was my bad. I was just so excited. <laughs> I,
2: I really want to get my hands on those GPUs. We can just 3D print some ducting, you'll be fine.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh hey, like yeah, like with the Xeon right? Yeah. No
0: problem. <laughs> all right. Well, um uh, thank you guys, all of you gentlemen for for joining us today for our uh big epic or I suppose Nvidia uh, labs open office oh. hour um, <laughs> for uh, the 3070 launch. This was a, this was a lot of fun. We we learned quite a lot, and um, it was a good it was a good look across all. The, all of the, the cards, really. Um, and so thank you guys very much for that. And thank you to the audience as well for joining us. Uh, we do this every Wednesday and Friday. Wednesdays, we bring industry experts from outside the company to talk about their workflow and how they do their thing. Uh, and then Fridays, we have our labs team, uh, sometimes one at a time, sometimes a big collection like this uh, to kind of get a little more in-depth into the hardware and, and how it affects the software work. So uh, make your calendars for that. Wednesdays, Fridays, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and um i guess we'll see you all next time yeah, yeah. bye bye, bye.